0: hey welcome back to the Walking writers podcast it's your host Sean Malloy how you doing what's going on uh, I'm doing this podcast from my uh, from my house early in the morning on a Saturday morning um, I wanted to kind of share with you guys um, the last few days that I've been uh, I've been waking up. Early in the morning and doing my writing, and it's been um, an amazing uh, last few days. I've been trying to get up early in the morning to write for for months now, and um, I find it or found it very, very hard to do. Um, I normally had my, my best creativity towards the evening. But I think over the last um, over the last couple years, it's been hard to get that creativity out at night after working all day, and then having to come home and uh, you know put kids to bed and stuff like that. It, it it's draining, and uh, the last thing I want to do is sit in front of a computer uh, screen and and type away. So. Um, I hope I can keep up with this, uh, this new discipline. I had just finished up a, a short story I've been writing. Um, I, I started off using dictation, uh, I think a couple months ago. I was talking to you guys about that and how I, how I, uh, I started using dictation, which is, uh, which is a really great tool. To get some ideas on the paper, but once your um, once your uh, you know your ideas form and you you want to go back in and, and edit, it's the best to you know sit in front of the computer and um, and and type away. So that's that's what I've been doing, and uh, I'm just really excited about uh, of the outcome. I, I've got plenty more work to do. Um, and I just hope that I can, I can keep up with it every morning and, uh, and continue doing it because it's, um, uh, even just an hour in the morning is more productive than, uh, an hour at night, at least for me. So, um, and that's what I've been hearing through most, most of the writers, that I listen to either on podcast or, or that I've met that uh, put out a lot of work they wake up early in the morning and they 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 bang out an hour worth of writing and then later on in the day they do their editing or they do it at night whatever it is um, it seems to be the most productive and I'm, I'm slowly beginning to realize that I was never a morning person but uh, now now I understand it. One of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about is um is the writing journey and and honestly um, it's not it's not easy for everybody and it's not easy to to get in front of. The computer or be able to write down your your ideas whenever you whenever you have them it's taking the discipline to do it Uh, I can't tell you how many ideas I've had where I go I'll write it down a little bit and then you know hours later you're like oh what was that I wish I wrote it down so it's always it's always great to write down your ideas and and get down the best thoughts that you can before you lose it. Um, you know when you're in a safe environment to do so. You know I I I drive a lot, so it's it's hard to pick up a pen and pencil or a, a paper and pen and, or or your phone and be able to jot down ideas. Um, you know when your life's at, at stake, so don't. Don't be taking um, unnecessary risks just to put down an idea. Um, don't want to. Don't want to go that far. But in all honesty, it, over, over the last year since since I um, graduated uh, with my master's degree, it's been it's been hard to get back into the momentum of writing daily um maybe it's just life getting in the way or maybe i i maybe i just needed a a mental break from doing it for 2 years straight almost every day and um but i the thing is i think you know when you want to do something because you want to do it every day um and if you want to be a writer or uh a football player or, or whatever it is that you, that you want to do you know you want to do it every day and if you don't then maybe you should get out of it because um that's that might not be something that you want to do that's going to keep you happy when i was finished writing this morning i was so happy i was ecstatic that uh, i wrote this scene but it was such a sad scene that i i sat there and 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 wept for a few minutes just to get it out because it felt like i lost i lost somebody it was a uh, a character that i i had grown close to and it felt like i lost them now that i i somewhat finished the project um you know there's there's Plenty more work to be done to edit and and fine tune it, but I feel like uh, you know a piece of me had been put down on the page and now is um is uh is you know gone from me. Now here's the part where I'm gonna do my reading um, from my graduation at uh, the university of tampa and i wanted to give a fair warning because i normally don't curse on the show um i try not to and i try to keep it very family friendly but this is a uh an explicit reading so if you got kids in the car please pause it and listen to it later so that uh you can hear it or put on, put in your headphones that uh, no one gets offended by the reading so fair warning and enjoy
1: while waiting to
0: check out at the grocery store i listen to the conversations around me as i wait for the cashier to finish with uh, the person in front of me i drift off into every into everyone else's lives around me almost every time i come to the store it is foreseen that the person i get behind is going to have some sort of problem with their items A price check becomes a whole ordeal of involving the manager on duty, then the store manager, then they send the bagger, some brat-faced kid, to get a replacement of the item. It's like they know I'm in a hurry to get out of here. I'll try to size up the person on the line to measure their abilities of having an issue, but who am I kidding? I never get that right. As my wife says, I'm a fuck-up. Nothing I ever do is right. So here I am, picking the slowest line as usual. As I lay down the items on the cart out of the cart onto the automatic belt, I place down the plastic separator so the cashier doesn't confuse my items with the person in front of me. I do whatever I can to avoid this problem, considering it's the only one I really have control over. I place the bananas, bag of apples, oranges, belt coffee creamer, whole grain loaves of bread, packaged cheese slices, sliced turkey and ham for sandwiches, block of sharp cheddar cheese, wheat crackers, two steaks, two chicken cutlets prepackaged in a styrofoam bottom with shrink wrap, boxed whole wheat spaghetti, and spaghetti sauce in glass jars because the wife hates the plastic ones. I hear the kids on the line next to me fighting over a candy bar, yelling, slapping, kicking, punching, and crying. Their mother yaps her fake lips over the phone about someone on Instagram who's obviously too fat to be posting a picture of herself in a bikini on social media. The older woman with puffy cotton hair in front of collagen lips finished getting her grocery bags, uh, groceries bagged by a dorky teenager named Killian. But Cottonball can't figure out how the machine reads her debit card. I hear the clerk telling her to insert the chip. She continues to explain that the chip doesn't work on this machine. She swipes the card and the machine keeps beeping maniacally, basically yelling at her tiny brain to insert the damn chip. I want to yell over the magazine rack, insert the goddamn chip before all the all hell breaks loose and the demons ascend into this godforsaken grocery store. But I hold my breath until she inserts the chip to appease the cashier, whose name I don't know because their back is facing me. The payment is accepted, but before B. Arthur's twin walks away with a cart filled with paper bags, she tells the cashier that she's never used the chip before, which is a complete lie. She just wanted to be be a typically difficult old lady stuck in her ways. Patiently, I wait behind the man in front of me. Of course, he had a price check on some organic celery. Fucking seriously, dude! I want to reach out and strangle this fucking John Cena wannabe. The well nourished, physically fit man with perfect, full hair, unlike mine, with my hands around his neck, I want to scream in his face. Knock off the organic food and stop working out. You're making me look like a tub of fat covered in hair. You're fucking it up for all us average men out there, man. But I swallow that notion and clench my teeth together like I was swallowing vomit. I'm at the point where I just want to... I'm sorry. I just want this nightmare to end. I can feel my knees buckle and my chest compress. Like my torso had been wedged in between a vice grip, slowly cranking tighter and tighter. I felt trapped like I feel in my marriage when my wife calls me a a useless... uh, A shit excuse of a man... I feel so uncomfortable in this place with all these people around me. I need to get out of here as quickly as possible. It felt like everyone was working against me. At any moment, everyone was going to turn around and laugh at me. Maybe Ashton Kutcher was going to pop out from behind the counter and tell me he's been stalking me my whole life. (laughs) I nervously giggled to myself with the idea of life being... Sorry. With my idea of life being an episode of punk I looked up to finally see my groceries sliding across the scanner, one at a time from the automatic belt, cycling the food down to the cashier. Jade was a rather young girl, probably still in high school. This could be her first job she ever had. She seemed to know what she was doing, bagging my food simultaneously. I thought that this may be the quickest checkout I've ever encountered. Until it was time to check out when I reached into my pocket and realized I left my wallet in the car. Uh, I panicked and struggled to find that I had become one of them. One of the ever forgetful, overzealous, penny-grubbing, asshole-sucking, motherfucking dickholes that I always complained about. I was the same as all the other douches that held up the line. A putz, as my wife would say. I was a fucking putz because I forgot my wallet. I looked jade in the eyes and whispered, I forgot my wallet. She didn't hear me, so I repeated myself louder. There were three people waiting behind me now. When I looked back, a young Kelly Clarkson rolled her eyes at me. A hipster fellow at the end of the line cursed me with an intense growl. I immediately cowered down in front of the counter in hopes not to make eye contact with him. Jay told me to pull my groceries to the side of the store and get my wallet. She handed me a receipt with a barcode at the bottom and motioned me away. I ran to my car to get my wallet and ran back into the store. I paid for the groceries and placed them all in the trunk of my car when my pocket pulsated. I pulled my phone out and swiped to answer. Did you get the uh, some organic celery? My wife said. Son of a bitch! Thank you. <laughs> so now for the quote of the day, and this is from uh, literarylightbox.com, um, tweeted by Loretta Mylan. Um, so the quote is from Jincy Willett, and it says, "Just start the sentence and see what happens. This is how we write." Uh, lately, more so than not, I've been using this kind of uh, approach for my writing. In the fact that sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta sit down and start writing in order to get the words on the page. And I've said this before in um, prior podcasts, and um, I think when I saw this quote, I... Immediately thought about it and wanted to stress how much uh, I've been using it, especially lately, sitting down, um, starting a sentence, and seeing where it goes. Sometimes the best way to put those words down on the page is to free write and see what happens and take each sentence as it goes, Um, even when you're editing you read the sentence come back to it see what makes sense see what can be changed what can be taken out what could be added and um i think that's the gist behind this quote that is on on twitter and that is uh, at lit lightbox and at loretta my That's L-O-R-E-T-T-A-M-I-L-A-N with the hashtag writing and writer's life. So check those out. and um, They help me out quite a bit, especially when I'm struggling to figure out some kind of momentum, uh, mom- uh, motivation to keep me writing and to keep me going to the next day. Woke up this morning and said, How am I going to put words on a page? And this definitely helps with that motivation. I'd like to thank you guys again, guys and gals, for listening to my podcast, the Walking Riders podcast. It's great to, um, to take the time during the week and be able to do this. And I appreciate that, um, that you trucked along through my reading from my graduation, uh, of my MFA. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, uh, I'm sorry in <laughs> advanced. Um, uh, but let me just say that uh, I appreciate uh, everybody that's stuck along for the last 17 episodes and listened in, and um, I appreciate it and all the feedback that I've gotten so far. And I hope that um, that uh, I'll see more or hear from more of you in the future about um, about the podcast and hopefully how I how I helped you and how I'm helping myself in the process. This is, um, it's not just about me, it's about, it's about you. I want to include my journey in order to give you the hope that there is a way to um, work on your writing while, um, you know, pushing through your daily life and uh hopefully uh, a couple of years from now i can tell you that um uh i'm successful and that uh, i would that that i'm able to write full time on my own but we'll see we'll see and i hope uh, it does the same for you if you aren't doing it already and you're listening in and you're taking the the first steps like i did a couple years ago um you know i did take the step and and it took me a while to figure out this is what I wanted to do and that I wanted to get my master's degree and uh, I think that was the kick in the in the pants that got me out of my head and onto the page and um, maybe for you it's a different journey but that's what it was for me crossing the street trying not to get hit by a car while I'm doing the podcast. So <laughs> that's the only problem about doing the podcast while I'm walking is got to pay attention to everything else that's going on. But once again, I'd like to thank you for listening to the episode and listening to the, the reading, and I hope you enjoy it, and I uh, hope there's more to come in the next few weeks. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Sean E. Malloy, and WordPress, at Sean Malloy Writes. And uh, I'll see you on the trail. Have a good one.